If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Forrest and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> gather around the fire. Turn your radio dial to, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> to <laughs> This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest. All right, before we introduce our guests, uh, remind everybody our friends at Bergamot Mega Plus, uh, dot com, where you can get all the uh, excellent, excellent products over there. I'm, I'm really do this without them. They're yeah, really I, I'm sticking by us. Yeah, and I'm becoming a little bit of a supplement guy. Supplements are starting to evolve. Got to get it. Start texting with Khalil. Well, yeah, he's yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I may because it's starting to it's stuff starting to actually be scientifically sort of make sense and are measurable outcomes and so that one of these things is Bergamot so I've got behind that also another thing I want to mention uh, I'm with an organization called Heal if you use them yet Bob I've they, got they, the thing I just it's an app they, you yeah. put your phone and they will come to you within two hours if, if you it's like an Uber for doctors but it's not all over the country yet but, it's, but we've carefully selected every physician that's in that group and so they're will really, they come really to good. rehabs <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Really? That's an interesting idea. That's an interesting idea. And they're, you're essentially ninety dollars all in. Uh, that's insurance crazy. Coverage. That is a great idea. So let me let me see if I can figure that out. <laughs> uh, also, weekly infusion with Doctor Spaz, Doctor Bruce. Check that out, please, you guys. Those of you that support this one, we appreciate your support over there. Now let's bring in our guest, the real Mary Carey, as the Twitter handle. <laughs> almost, almost, almost governor. <laughs> right, Mary Carey, governor. <laughs> before we got our hands on her, so you guys. People may remember Mary from uh, Celebrity Rehab, and then you were you were in the Silver House. The Silver House. Yes, yeah, I, both I, season one. Yeah, I feel like I saw you. I always thought she should become a counselor. She was the only kind person through all That's that nightmare. Because people are telling you that now. Yeah, you know what, Bob? It's fine. I want to do the the KDAC. I don't know if it's called. Be great. Yeah, I really want to do. I was just. I was just. I've always thought that. that. Really? Why didn't you tell me? Well, there was so much meanness going on. (laughs) You know, and you were always like so kind to everybody. That's one of the things that you look for. It's funny when uh, Bob. Bob has. Have you ever seen Bob's documentary about his life and his? Addiction. I, oh, I want to watch it. It's called Bob and the Monster. I but, was kind and mean. Well, <laughs> he was kind of mean and impossible. But he was the kind of guy that would show up and bang on the door and you pretend you weren't home. Yeah. He's one of those guys. And, and so <laughs> he was on the radio with me years and years, years ago. And the people that produced the documentary found some footage of him and I talking from like '87 or something. Really? And I'm and he helps this guy. And I go, dude. He, you would, if you ever got off of drugs, you could be a counselor. I said that to him. <laughs> 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 and, uh, oh, 
you that did funny. it. And now oh, I felt that way about you. Now it's I my just, turn to do it. Whenever True. I think back on those times, <laughs> I just think like there was the meanness, you know? There was a, yeah. there was a certain meanness and anger. I, I'm just used to that on treatment. People are always mean to me. As a <laughs> no physician. one's mean to you. Oh, no, yeah, they, they are. are. Oh, yeah, they're rough. Yeah, yeah all, they are. Really? All the time. Not, but I always feel like, I, I, I always look at it you as. You guys were pretty much medically stable, but yeah. <laughs> but in the detox unit, people were rude to oh. him. Yeah, they're, they're, I always feel like they're sick, they need help, yeah. and they don't know what's going on. And so I. Aww. You know, and so people always go, how do you handle that? I go, be, I, the other side. I get to see them on the other side. And I know sober. I know where it can be great. Yeah. So I just have hope You'll learn this if you do this KDAC thing. So so addicts love to split and divide Do you know what that means? argue. Right? Should, should explain what that means. So, so if they don't get the answer they like from me or Shelly. Oh, I do that. They'll yeah. say, I want to speak to Dr. Drew. Oh, I did that the first <laughs> and time. And then he comes and we were a good team. So he would come and say the same things that me and Shelly would first, say. The first thing I would always just my, my little quote is, Mary, what did Shelly say? And then you'll tell me. And I'll go, well, funny thing. I believe the same thing. And that's when they get pissed at it. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. When I was in Malibu at Promises and they wouldn't give me phenobarbital. Yeah. I think I said, well, Dr. Drew did. And I think yeah, at one point I might have told him to call me somehow. Even though, you know, if I was... What kind of doctors you got around here, Dr. Drew? Because me and Barbara Tell Bob where you're at. I guess I should give an update. Yes, I went to... had gone through a divorce and I was drinking very heavily and things were really out of hand. But I still didn't think I had an alcohol problem. And so, but Dr. Sophie, who I've been seeing since Sober House... Basically, you know, he really wanted me to go into Promises in Malibu. I actually thought he wouldn't awesome. see me anymore if I didn't go. So I went, but I didn't. I wasn't fully going because see, that's I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, that's attachment. He yeah. played that perfectly. We, we, and we were we were talking about attachment. He thought you you thought he would not be my doctor you if I didn't go. If you didn't yeah. take and his direction. One of her core issues is abandonment. Yeah, she's an avoidant love, or love an, anxious attack. Like a surgeon, yeah. he operated. Yeah. Yes, that was good. But then I went and I didn't fully. I, I was there, but I was really upset. Like. You know, I was doing weird, the things you were saying, like when they wouldn't do what I wanted first, I told them, well, Dr. Drew had phenobarbital. Yeah. Then from there, I threatened them that I was going to call Dr. Sophie. And then <laughs> Patricia Myers, who I knew through Dr. Sophie, was kind of like in charge of everyone. So yeah. I would go up to the staff and like, if you don't do this, I'm calling Patricia Myers. I'm calling Dr. <laughs> Sophie. And I, I, I got in quite a bit of trouble there. They were threatening to take my phone because I had recorded a roommate snoring. And, oh, and then I met um, Zach and I had my nice rehab romance. Uh-oh. That's continuing. What were you going to do with the, re- the, reha- the roommate snoring tape? I couldn't stand it. She was snoring <laughs> and I couldn't sleep. And so I started recording That's her snoring. That's natural stressor. To, to prove to her that she was snoring and keeping me awake. Because sometimes when you tell people to snore, I don't really know what I could have done about it. Yeah. But I just didn't like that she snored. So and then they were gonna take my phone again, and but I I didn't fully commit. I, you know I did it, and I thought I want to stay sober, and I think I stayed sober more just because I had met uh, you know this guy in the rehab oh, Zach, cool. and he was staying sober, so I didn't want to disappoint him. But it wasn't more for me. So then this last time, I, now I went to a was promises, he a drug addict or an alcoholic? Alcoholic and Xanax like me. Oh my god, that's a heaven. dangerous cocktail. But <laughs> they're da- they're always dangerous cocktails anyway. Because usually does. an alcoholic hooks up with a heroin addict. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no, I'd be too scared of a disease because uh. I'm hypochondriac. <laughs> She was think contemplating it. <laughs> no, we had a great heroin addict there, tons, oh but I was just not interested. She was going track, out. Too many track marks for me. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. No, but and, and I, no, I really, I really liked Zach, and so I stayed sober, but not necessarily. I think for, for the myself. right reasons. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't want him to be mad at me. 
Um, and, but then I relapsed and then, and then we relapsed together and then, you know, and then we realized it was not fun to drink together. Cause I also wondered that because the whole time I was in celebrity rehab, Jessica and I used to talk about how much fun it would be to drink together. Mm. But we it, tried that. It didn't work out. Yeah. Jessica's, but, I think, has two kids now. Yeah. Since those days. Have you seen Jessica at all, Bob? I did, you know, a couple, three years ago. Yeah, this is about she when was, I last started. Yeah, she, she was good. doing great. Yeah. So you went to outpatient treatment what? and now you're- Oh, no. So then I went to, okay, so then I think thought things were really bad and it was the first time where I was like, I have to get sober because it was like I wasn't doing any, I was- drinking and my drinking progressed so bad it was like five nights a week i think because i didn't have anyone to answer to at home i was living alone so living in glendale still that house no 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 i still have my little condo oh Oh. that was oh the glendale house oh that was my ex-husband's family's house okay (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it seemed like it was yours oh i miss them i I miss the family a little yeah yeah. but you know what i like I like my new boyfriend's family so much better. But that that's Mary's move. That's what move. you're looking for. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're your looking move. for a family. That's what you're always doing, right? I know. I think so. Yeah. Tell, tell the story quickly. Oh, okay. So then see. I... Wait, wait, wait. But oh. I'm going to harken back <laughs> because people may not have... So that, that celebrity rehab aired now like eight I years know, ago. So, I know. So remind I mean, people... Sad. Put it back on. Remind people about your family of origin. Okay. So... um. My mom and dad, my mom is schizophrenic yeah. and I think, you know, fetal alcohol syndrome. Oh, that's right. You remember my, mo- my mom thought you were, um, my mom didn't like Drew for a while because he rubbed her back when she was worrying yeah, about her. stuff yeah. and she thought, that, you know, when she's in her wheelchair. She's like, I don't like that. She thought that Dr. Drew was like hitting on her. No, you know, <laughs> but not, you know, not, yeah. at, not at all. But anyway, that's off the subject. But my mom is, you know, schizophrenic and, you know, some somewhat slow we don't fully know what and then my dad has cerebral palsy and so and my mom was adopted by my grandparents so after my mom and dad had me at three months old they couldn't take care of me my wait, gran- wait your mom was adopted by your grandparents yes that's why i don't know any of her history they weren't her parents well i guess they were her parents they, they adopted her when she was little so oh i see she was but a, not, she was an adopted, adopted child there, okay, there we it. go yeah so got she's it. adopted so yeah. that's why i don't know if the alcoholism i'm sure alcoholism obviously runs it, it's a common my mom's thing. side yeah adopted kids oftentimes yeah, especially probably in the 50s mm-hmm. i would think right and so then my dad has cerebral palsy they had and he's also mentally handicapped like worse than my mom um, and they say his IQ is around like a 12 year old. Mm. And so they were raising me for three months, but it wasn't good. Three so, months of life. Yeah. My first three months of life, wow. which I've learned through rehab. I probably did not, I guess that could be my first big T, you know, my first big trauma was yep. that maybe they weren't holding me or yep. probably, yeah. I didn't know about that until mm-hmm. that was a Malibu. I learned about that the big sort of T. stays in your body. Yeah. It? That's, I didn't know. Cause like Causes when I was going over trauma, eventually, what? Yeah. What's causes that? fibromyalgia. Well, well, you, you're prone to somatizing. It's you're, you're prone to experiencing your your body as a threatening place. You don't want to go there. Where I, I don't want to be. Tell no, me, guy tell me. the guy who discovered it said it doesn't exist now. I, I just don't want to get very specific because it's a syndrome. It, and it manifests in pain throughout the body. That's somatizing. Pre- your body. A lot you, of times in the pelvic region. Well, that's sexual oh, okay. abuse more. But but anyway, oh, okay. Go okay. So <laughs> so and then your grandparents. <laughs> He's like, if I got, that's both you're like, do you have fibromyalgia? I don't know, but you know what? Great. <laughs> I might. But the my, my new best friend is a doctor, so it's See great. I can ask is. her everything. See how wonderful she is. I might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to be fully investigating this later. <laughs> I'm going to be googling and maybe going in for testing. Oh my goodness! I have good health no insurance. Testing. No okay. Testing. okay. This I is could. all about the trauma. And how at least residual on your. Body. Yeah. That's all. yeah. So, but your okay. grandparents got sick so too. My gra- well, yeah, my grandparents 
raised me from three months old on. They legally adopted me when I was eight. And, and she became a amazing a consummate childhood. ballerina, yeah, yeah. ballerina, yeah. straight A student. Was you know just everything was great. Went to a great prep school. But then when I was sixteen, being perfect for approval. Yeah, but the yes. grandparents got sick, right? Yes, yeah, so when I was sixteen, my grandfather died. Uh, my grandmother was also diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. But it wasn't it wasn't getting that bad until right when my grandfather died, it progressed so much worse. So here's this fifteen year old taking care of four adults. Well, I wasn't taking my dad. He was in Ohio still. I, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. There's Grandma, one, one person. In what town? Where were we living? At that point, we were living in Florida. So I was uh, in like Sutton, Fort Lauderdale area. Do you understand that how- That go on how, a lot in Florida? What? What? That go on a lot in Florida? Oh, everything goes on in Florida. But 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 that you, do you like, have a- Like, what did the neighbors think? Weren't they helping? Well, you know- Like, be- if that happened here- People oh. would people would join in and help. Well, that, they? That's what I wanted. But, to you ask. Know, I think I kind of tried to hide, like when my grandfather died and it was my grandma, my mom. I wanted to everything to appear normal because so you hit it as she's, it was at my uh, at my perfect, school perfect. because I was like I was the financial aid scholarship kid at this school where I went from being kind of like the most upper class person at the public school to I was like the poor girl at my private yeah. school. You know, Pinecrest is it's. It's very expensive, everyone. You know, so I didn't want anyone to to know. I I never wanted people to know I was on scholarship, financial aid. She was, uh, I was perfect. embarrassed that my mom was handicapped. I would have her hide in the bedroom when people came over. Yeah. But so I, I yeah, I didn't want people to know what the, what the struggle was going on at, at home. What, at how old was that? That was sixteen. Should have come on earlier. There is a point, they, a my, normal breakoff point in teenagers where they don't remember. We were talking about. It. Elijah, my oldest son, I'd always drop him off at school, and then one day when he was about twelve or thirteen, he said, "You don't oh. have to drive all the way up the block." Yeah, they they get embarrassed. They, 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 and this this kind of phenomenon yeah. parents don't expect. And nowadays, I think the weird parents feel rejected by the yeah, kid. Absolutely. Oh no, I was embarrassed of my mom from a really young age, like but, but, from but, like from. I would lie about her job. You know, I'd hide her. I started hiding her in elementary school. But do you, do you have a sense how profound that is? That a fifteen-year-old was doing all that? I mean, it's pretty profound, right? Yeah. No, you, I, I get that you, now. You no, did. I, okay. I told, and so, I realized that was because I drank within six months of that, and I can see that's what led me to like. That's obviously what made me possibly a love addict, having to constantly be in relationships. How did with the guys. porn start? Um, let's see. So I was, I was obviously like the star dancer. I my college scholarships were ballet. But then when I went to FSU, which was where I had my, I had a bunch of dance scholarships, but like Butler University and everything. But I chose FSU. Butler's in Indiana. Yeah, I was in. I couldn't leave the state because yeah. I knew my mom and grandmother oh, were going to need help. So I went to FSU, but I was having to drive home, Ugh. which was an eight-hour drive every weekend. Oh my god! And so I knew I couldn't do that. So then I transferred to Florida Atlantic University, to which was I lived at home then, instead of in the dorms with my grandma and my mom. I'd drive a half hour to school, and then they didn't have a dance program, so I was uh, I got an apprenticeship with Ballet Florida. So I would go to college until noon, and then ballet from like twelve till nine at night. Where then, were there? Where were the other siblings of your mom? Your grandparents. My mom didn't was have adopted. No brothers or sisters. They, no brothers. Or they sisters. adopted her very late because they were on a waiting list for many years to get. This a This sounds child. like the story of the 1920s or 30s, doesn't it? <laughs> like yeah. nobody to help. Yeah. Fifteen-year-old girls got her. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Well, because yeah. even my grandfather's. But, but in a weird a way, older. it's because of Mary. You know what I mean? It's like that she she but there was no one. There was no one to help me though. But, really. I, I, but so you there thought. should have been right. It had to have been. But the point is, she was. So well, I wouldn't have wanted social services. Oh Jesus! Look, look at the pride in you. No way. Oh my God. Uh uh-uh. uh That's why we all pay taxes for it. But, I but not only that. would she not be willing to take the help, it's not. It would mean being not perfect, and everything had to be perfect. 
And so, so that's why I'm so curious about how the porn kicked in because it's a non. It definitely mode. doesn't go. Yeah, it doesn't normally yeah. fit someone who has like the education and the well, and the perfectionism and the dance. Even. Yeah, but, but although when I dig into porn, I, I probably researched it and studied it and manipulated my career probably more than any other girl. But um, but the main thing going in is you think <clears throat> you're not going to do it for long. You're just going to make no. Some I knew. Quick well, money. my idea was to try to make the biggest name I could so I could do feature dancing because I was dancing on stage at the clubs and I loved to dance and perform. So hold on. So you started dancing. I started. Let's say I started drinking and then I've slowly like. Because I didn't get to do cheerleading when I was in high school because I did all ballet. Plus, cheerleading wasn't a big deal at my high school because sports weren't a big deal. It was all like arts and everything. So when I was, I was kind of getting sick of ballet. It was getting hard because I started gaining weight from the drinking. And then, so when I was 19, or no, I was 18. It was my freshman year of college. At the end of the year, I saw a dance team tryouts. And it was like cheerleading. You could yeah. dance to the basketball games and the football games. And I was like, well, I'll go to those tryouts. If I make the dance team, that's God's way. I always say God's sending a sign. God's way of saying to quit ballet and finally get to be like, the cheerleader you always wanted to be in. So, of course, I made the team. And so then I quit ballet. And, and the dance team was much easier. Instead of dancing from 12 to 9 every night, I could, there was only three practices a week. There was some games, but it allowed a lot more time for drinking. <laughs> so then I, was, um, I started working at Hooters. But then when I was working at Hooters, a girl was telling me about strip clubs. Okay. And I, and then was, I, it, was there a guy that got you over? Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, it's, yeah, my boyfriend in college. Just, I just feel yes, another codependent move here. My boyfriend in college, uh, he, him and his friends... Um, they're on the they're on the baseball team, and they would always go to this one strip club that had amateur night. Uh. And he would always, and I would kind of like get mad. I'm like, I want to go, and I, I, I bet I could win. And he he's like, you could beat all those girls. So he encouraged me to go. So I went with a group of us, and I won it the. Sounds amateur like every contest. guy I've ever known that you've been with. Well, yeah. then he broke up with me, though. He <laughs> yeah, broke yeah. up with me a couple I days know, later. But there was a bunch yeah. more coming. He broke yeah. up with me because he's like, all my friends. He's like, I'm glad you won the contest, but I should never have told you to do that because now my friends saw you like. But you liked us. it. Well, I kind of was like, this is an awesome thing. Did you get high from well, it? I, I mean, well, yeah, I loved it. I got to dance on stage. But did, did it was drink? It, was yeah, it, drink. I think it was. Was yeah. it part of the addiction? Yeah, because that was the thing I also realized. I was overly attentioned as a child. My grandparents, uh. I mean, I would put on shows in the living room constantly. I would have neighborhood kids over. I was the star if there was a talent show. Was it hard show. to take the clothes off or were you already doing sort of? That was a weird thing. It didn't bother me. I don't know if it's because I modeled when I was young, like ballet modeling and dance. And were, were you were the dance team you were in, were they already sort of scantily clothed? Kind yeah, of thing? yeah, yeah, we were pretty. We were pretty scantily clip, but yeah, I just for me, I didn't even think of. I actually thought guys were really into my dance moves. Like I would like, <laughs> I was like, I loved it. I got to dance, and I knew it's funny because a regular stripper they make the money off like lap dances, so the girls don't want to go on stage. I was at the DJ booth like every can I go on stage again? Can I go on stage again? And I was like, this is awesome. I get to drink, dance, be told I'm beautiful, and get attention. And get paid. I was like, this is the greatest job ever. So yeah, so, so, so that's where you sort of slowly. Went but I only did porn. that for three months because then we had girls coming to the club that were the features and they were the famous porn stars. Right. So I was like, why do they get their picture on the flyer and they get to do a special show and they don't have to do lap dances? I want to be that girl. So then I contacted an agent. There was a magazine that said to be a feature contact the agent. So I contacted the agent and he said, um, you know, we got to get you on like the Howard Stern show and get you doing porn and Playboy and you'll have a big name to travel. And so I was like, okay. And so I researched porn. I mailed my pictures to Playboy. Playboy ended up having me come out here. But then at the same time, I started doing some girl-girl porn. And um, so I ended up just Playboy. I couldn't be a playmate, but I got to do like tons of work for them. And so I did girl-girl porn only because I researched that if you did girl-girl only and get a contract, a boy-girl contract, it's less movies and they promote you more bigger name. And so then I signed my first contract. And then I only did a couple of boy-girl scenes because then that company had me run for governor. So within like six months of getting out here, for me it was great because I wanted to be famous. Are you sure for your friend Steve? Um, yeah. A minute. yeah. Oh, Steve yeah. who? Hirsch. Oh, well, I worked with him the last couple of years at Vivid Radio. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you this because I just did an ID channel murder mystery mm-hmm. show yesterday. 
and it was talking about the sugar daddy company. You know, oh yeah, thing? oh I know. Oh, that I, I say, I've interviewed that I guy say, a couple times. Yeah. I was just blasted him. I, yeah, I just <laughs> the, guy, the guy's it's got just, Asperger's. It's just no, it's humbly, just humbly, I don't know him. Right? Um, you know what? I have a girlfriend who's on some website like that. He, he, the guy that runs it is this engineer. He's a pimp. He, he's so socially disconnected he's literally like i don't understand the difference between paying for and he doesn't argue like you and i argues like a computer what is difference between taking somebody <laughs> on a date versus paying them directly why do you <laughs> why do you see that as something different i mean he's, he's severely like socially like and sort of was confused when i was sort of on yeah, him I was, about how I these was women are injured and it. traumatized and yeah. he's you know and he's he's like how, how what do you mean what does that mean well What's what trauma? i said like, what i said on the show i don't know if it'll be in it i said you're saying that the, that's the same shit that Dennis at the Bunny Ranch oh, says, has, yeah. right? You so Dennis, you're right? so you're, I've never, I like, I've never worked I, with him. No, but I, 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 like, him, yeah. I like Dennis, whatever. No, but I know. It, but I, I've never worked at the Bunny Ranch. That the girls, that it's girl power <laughs> yeah. and girls get to choose and yeah. empowered. I said, no, they don't. They're all sexually abused drug addicts who get into that. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> Sasha Gray is one Harvard gal. That no, no, there's that one at Duke. That one at Dude. Oh, Bell Knox. Bell Knox. <laughs> I, I knew you would know well, all these I, people. You know, I interviewed who, who, Bell who I said, for a I said I to her, I go, look, I go, just... You're not going to get into law school with the porn. Did Sasha I, I, no, Gray go, go, go to college? Sasha Gray. She was at Duke, Gray, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about Sasha Gray, but this one's at Duke. And, and I, go, I go, what's her name, Bell? I go, Bell. Bell Knox, yeah. If I were your father, <laughs> I would have feelings about this. And she, how dare... What makes you think? I go... We have a joke that we keep a cyanide capsule in the back of our cheek just for something like this. And she was she borderline rage emerged. Yeah. So so, so you've been around it for now many. I mean, years, yeah, even though I stopped making movies, probably like I mean, right before Celebrity Rehab, and then obviously like. Have you, you know, ever met healthy people that go, "Gosh, I just want to get into stripping and porn." Whole, you know, whole. Uh, I feel like I was the healthiest of all the girls I've met, and I'm not very healthy. <laughs> but, but because I was, I mean, because I do believe not many people had like the education background and the dance, and um, you know, like I, I wasn't molested as a child. I grew up, I wasn't growing up. No, yeah, I like that you said just the attention. Yeah, you know? your traumas. Your, your traumas were interpersonal. Mine's attachment yeah. issues and yeah. Yeah, yeah. I needing the attention. I need constant attention validation because my grandparents constantly Did- were. You're great, and then I was like. Just always student of the year, star of the play, star of the ballet. The but do you know trauma? any guy that's going to do that? And I've seen you in relationships with guys that do give you all that attention. Then right? I get bored of them. You get bored with them. Because, that's why I found a guy who doesn't give me, anybody, never compliments me. It's great. But Mary, no. any man <laughs> who's just got nothing to do all day but tell you how great you are. <laughs> that's <and> perfect. <laughs> well, no, it's not I'm only that. It's, it's not only that, Bob. It's also that, that when when closeness uh, you know starts to happen, she can't tolerate it. Yeah. So that that's the avoidant attachment thing. And she was telling me she knows she has an avoidant attachment. Uh, yeah, I know that. Man. I know that I am um, preoccupied anxious attachment. And then I'm a love addict, which is obviously. So are you in sober living now? I'm not in sober living. I am doing so. You seem like you are. I well, I went back to. You're in some therapeutic. I am. Yeah. In, <laughs> I am. I really am. You know, She's I'm in doing. She's promises outpatient. I'm in promises outpatient oh. now. I went. I went back. So Patricia, who um, I'm still not quite sure of Patricia's title at Promises. Patricia Myers. Everything so. I got. So you know Patricia Myers. Yeah, yes, everything. yeah, actually, you do. I told her I was going to see you, and she said to say she's hi. She's like. Yeah, she's, she's well. She's amazing, and she's in the person I deal with because Doctor Sophia put me in touch with her, and so she, when I wanted to go back to treatment, finally the first time where I was, I guess at my all-time rock bottom, Desperate. you know. And so she was. Um, I thought she was sending me back to Malibu, and she sent me to the professionals treatment program. Oh, which on Santa Monica was, Boulevard. Yes. <laughs> Why are you laughing? 
<laughs> I was yeah. I was like that program. No, no but the no, but I mean, it's way different. Uh, yeah. It's not Malibu. The Malibu. is not yeah. Malibu. The yeah. first day I got there, I cried. It's like apartment buildings across by the Jack in the Box. It's yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> and the, um, it's way different than Malibu. No, yeah, the be- it it's was real like, treatment. My bed was like it's a college dorm room. Yeah. Here's here's I was like that. Can I just give a promo? But it's great. I loved it. No, it's amazing. It changed my life because I love Patricia. So Sheila Balkin and I, Patricia starts this thing and she wants us to go see it, right? And so we're walking through and getting the tour of the outpatient where you go on oh, Pico that's where I'm doing, or what yeah, is that's where Pico, I do. Pico, right? Um, it's Wilshire, it? 25, Wilshire, yeah, 25, 15 Wilshire. We're getting the tour <laughs> and they're letting us sit in and meet the director and all this stuff. And we just were sitting in the office by ourselves before they came back to talk to us. And she goes, what are you thinking? And I go, this is just real treatment. Yeah. Now they now they have to call it something else because it's so unlike it's treatment. It's so not promises. <laughs> Malibu. You know what but I'm it was saying? so yeah, good at changing. So I they, needed it. So now they call it, it. They call it PTP. the professionals program. PTP. It's like the it's like exactly what Hazelden was when I went, what Lost and Cenas was for years. It's just real treatment. No no massages but, but, but and, I will no. tell you, Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But it was amazing and I loved it but, and I learned so but much. But the one thing I, I will tell it. you that they're that I really it's love clear it. from talking to Mary they're doing is they, they have good team they do yeah, they have team. licensed people yeah. well not just licensed look you know we have lots they of have a mini Dr. Pinsky yeah. they, they, can, Dr. Goldenberg. they yeah. can say the truth basically what's lost in modern treatment is the truth that that's well that's what I would say it's been so medicalized that you know yeah the truth listen is- I was at a, I was at a uh, doctor's uh, Christmas party last. I got an award, so I went to this thing, oh, an and people award. I hadn't seen for a long time came up. And they they all wanted to talk about how they're engaged in the treatment of opiate addiction, and this one anesthesiologist says, I've, "I've got the treatment. I've got the cure." Guess what, what is it? Well, medicine. It's the naltrexone. You know, oh thing that we've my been god! With oh, that, that that just makes yeah. it so that it doesn't and, have an effect on you. But if well, you were to no, get in a car accident, but it's not just that. It's a they it they it was an Israeli method where the, remember remember the Mary has a good argument against naltrexone. If you got in a car accident, I don't even like opiates. I don't even like opiates though. I'm just saying you might need it. I don't keep the door open a crack. Well, like because I'm a hypochondriac, I would. You might need a boy who doesn't have track marks. But let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the. We need to take a break or anything. Yeah. But yes, I'm an IOP now. I. The PTP 32 days residential. What? PHP. P- and PTP uh, promises okay. that PTP. Here's the oh. I'm, I'm going to take a quick break. Okay. And I want to get back. I want to talk about <laughs> I want to dig into the sex and love addiction because that's something that she's had lurking around, never been in a place to really deal Although with. Although you did give me a book on like, sex and love addiction. I just didn't read it. It, it you, was called Face and Love the, Addiction, right? You planted the seed. Yeah. You confronted it. Not really, because we had too many other food. I have to- <laughs> we had other more priorities at the time. No, yeah. I need mean, it took me actually getting like, even though Patricia had actually brought it up to me before I went into yeah. treatment the second time, we didn't get into it a lot with therapy. We're just getting into it now because it yeah. took me to get. I'm it on seventy five days today. Yeah, but um, it took me. It takes. It take, yeah, I had to be fully time. sober. Every, everything to, is time. Yeah. So now, and that's how they're getting my insurance to cover it. Still now is the love addiction. You gonna go to an SLA meeting? You know, they've been wanting me to do Hold that. Hold on, slow down. They want me to go we'll to... take a break. We'll take a break. Okay. Grab back. <laughs> all right, our friends at Bergamot Pro Plus. Of course, this is an all-natural dietary supplement derived from the citrus fruit called Bergamot. Bergamot is a rich in polyphenols. It's known to reduce the risk of heart disease. Bergamot Pro Plus acts as a natural statin. You know, those medications we use to lower cholesterol. We call that an HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor. It's got properties that also may lower triglycerides, raise HDL, and it seems to have even some very significant properties in improving vascular health that we are 
not fully defined yet, as well as improving the metabolic syndrome and, of course, fatty liver. The metabolic syndrome meaning high cholesterol, high blood pressure, high you know, insulin resistance, excess abdominal fat. We use uh, diet, of course, to manage that, but you can use things like the polyphenols in bergamot to help you with this. So with the Pro Plus formulation, you're getting higher concentrations of the bergamot extract as well as the additional components that can lead to greater reduction in blood sugar, blood pressure, and decrease in insulin resistance. Bergamot has been studied extensively, and it's used and prescribed by physicians and cardiologists worldwide as a natural alternative. This is sometimes in addition to pharmaceutical agents like statins. If you're on a statin, please discuss this or any treatment with your doctor before you go off and do this on your own. And for a limited time, when you order two bottles, Bergamot will give you a third bottle for free, plus a bonus sports bag. To learn more about Bergamot Pro Plus or any of their supplements, visit Bergamet, B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T, Bergamet.com, or click on the Bergamet banner at drdrew.com. Hi, everybody. I'm here with my two favorite people, Dr. <laughs> oh Drew God. and Bob Forrest. We're doing and I've pod- got my other two favorite people in the background. And we're doing a <laughs> podcast, uh, This Life. Uh, so check it out. Check it out at uh, drdrew.com. Bob and I do a podcast, and Mary Alice from Right in your guys' house. Car- I know. I awesome. know. I was so excited. <laughs> I, know, cool, I was like, right? I guess he's not worried. I might camp see out how, with a sign. See that, that, that says, part no. of her. She was so excited to see your <laughs> house. Well, but I was that, excited to see Doctor Drew. Honestly, she's, she's like a throwback to a different era of people. We're, we're actually rolling here. We, we're doing, <laughs> Susan's doing a Periscope, our producer, while we do this. Do but, you but, but I, but I would have actually had some anxiety about that before because she, she, because you, you know, you had some stuff going. on. And I, and I, <laughs> he's like, she's gonna camp out here. And I could tell it was darker. There were darker forces in her life. I could tell she's been moving forward all, all these years. She's yeah. been sl- it's, it, no, no one has an immediate no, total but I, success. I just wanna... right. That was that was the thing that drove me a little crazy about Subby Rehab because pe- people wanted that, okay, now you're sober. It's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Now you've, you've starred. Remember how we used to always yeah. say you starred and you're starred and you're starred. You really need 90 and, days, they told us at PTP. Because... But, well, that's why I wanted you to go to Sober Living, yeah. but then the Sober Living thing was whatever. And, mm-hmm. and But the... The fact that it's, you know, I told Mary before the mic's heated up that on average it takes five years and four treatments to get one year of sobriety. That's that's the data now in alcoholism. And you're on your fourth treatment. Now. Yes, now in IOP, so. so it's fourth. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, so the sex and love thing. No, but is, I'm, I just want to finalize this. I <laughs> believe that people raised by their grandparents are throwbacks to a prior era. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There's something it's about Mary that's so... It's always been raised by the nuns. So, yeah, <laughs> it's like... Yeah. It's so... Ancient. It's different, and it's yeah. t- time out of mind. It's like... And so you're in a world that's harsh, and I, I saw you, the people you would be around, I'd be like, why does she hang out with people like that? Because she's no, so not like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had a phase you know where I wanted I mean? to be a rapper, too. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> 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 what? You know what? I'm still from Belgium. Uh, ballet. Question from Belgium. The periscopers are, are yes. ringing in here. So uh, I, I took ballet class. You know, about it was like about a year ago, and I retore my knees. So now I'm doing cardio bar, which is a dance based workout. And one of my things I'd like to do is open my own cardio bar. That's one of my goals. I mean, I'd love to open a dance studio. So, so what do you do? What you know, your source of income was dancing primarily. Oh, right? feature dancing. I mean, I'm but, still. But but how do you handle that now? What do you do? Well, I was able to get my agent to take the like. I, I still have appearances. And I actually still like the feature dancing, even though, you know, I'm getting. But you a lot still older. like alcohol too, so. But well, I still actually went to. Three, you understand I've what I'm done, saying? Yes, I've done three club appearances a while in yeah. IOP and sober, but our two club appearances and a um, a autograph signing, 
And I, I got the clubs to not, I don't have to dance to them. I just, because as long as they're advertising you on the flyer and you're there, it doesn't really matter if you go on the stage. You know, they're really just having you there to bring in customers. So they let me just like talk on the mic and take pictures of people. Okay. So. But oh. I do actually miss, I do like you, dancing. Do you have stage. to take your clothes off or you? No, no, I just get to wear okay. like so, a dress so, or a costume. So let's go to the sex and love stuff. Okay. Uh, so you need, you will need to go to an SLAA meeting at some point. Or what's the, right? the CODA? They're telling me CODA too. A CODA would be great. You think? Uh, it's all it's all very closely. Why related. are they telling you that? Patricia tell you? No, that one was um that was uh Dr. Goldenberg and Sally Ann. Do you know Sally Ann who runs I think so. No, I don't know. She's Sally. our executive director. Oh, they they were su- suggesting Coda. Um I won't because I didn't want to be around sex addicts because I was afraid. Cause I, not that I don't have anything against She'll sex addicts. She'll hook up there. No, 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 no. I was afraid that because we had yes, a sex Yes, you ed- will. No, I, I'm really into my boyfriend. So you're afraid okay. you'll be too provocative for them? I'm afraid, yeah. We had a sex. Okay, so the second day I got the PTP, a guy who was a That's sex addict showed my porn to two yeah. other residents. Yeah, and yeah. I never told anyone who I was, but he recognized me. Uh. Do you get along with Penny? You know what? I never really when I was Jenny, in the business. Jenny, Jennifer. I never really knew her while I was in the business. I worked a very little. I did. Very little work when I was. You might porn. want to touch base with her because yeah. she would know how to navigate some of it. But I would. I'm telling okay. you, when she walks into Sex Anonymous, yeah, it's going to be a bad yeah, fit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. wondering if that's why Patricia Th- that said is, that go is. to Coda. That, that is why I see it. I see it. I get it. It I, happens I, to a lot of people from porn. I didn't think that all the way through. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I wanted to get the love addiction part. There's a love addiction meeting in Santa Monica on Saturday morning. Oh, really? So you, you can look. They have a website. Okay. Maybe that's where that's, you should go. Yeah, yeah that's, that would be a good one. There needs to be meetings of love addicts that, that there is. is focused on codependency. There, there is. Of course, that's what they're going to Of course, right? That's Everybody what it is. loves that I know that goes to a love SLA, baby. Yeah, but you been, I'm telling you. No, I mean, because that's mostly because the sex is what's causing well, the yeah, I would imagine if you have a bunch of sex sex in a room, wouldn't there be, if they're not, because obviously you're not going to be fully treated, wouldn't it be a big relapse behavior? It'd be it, like going to an AA meeting with alcohol there the whole time wouldn't it, like uh, that's an interesting perception yeah I, I always thought of it more of an alcoholics meeting with early you know people oh, early right. they learn to stay sober you yeah. know even though that you know, maybe a bar next door but you're right it's actually almost like having the because then you know like other her. people in the room if are like oh. especially if her it's yeah. like somebody you know yeah it's interesting it doesn't represent you're, sexually acting you're, you're right. right you're absolutely right it makes perfect sense and so so yeah code of my, in LA it's called LA okay. Love Addicts Anonymous okay. uh, and it's in there the, is specific Love yeah. Anonymous yeah since how long uh, I since know I first that. worked in this field which is about 10 years oh yeah. the SAA meetings no, you're talking about no L A. It's a Santa Monica Beach meeting. They didn't even know that at PTP. I'm yeah. gonna have to tell. Look I'm gonna tell phone. them tomorrow. Look, look at the end. I, I, well, maybe them. it's not meeting anymore. Uh, uh, Jill was the therapist. Well, there was. Oh, oh yeah, she used Jill. To, she used to run that stuff. She used to be a big leader in that in that group. And I, she's out of town now, so I don't know if that's you know still happening. Maybe, maybe it doesn't meet anymore. The the, the problem the problem I the always worried about a love addict meeting is that it's going to be severely codependent people, right? And that could devolve into like a Remember how Pills Anonymous used to devolve into oh details that don't matter. Just the the mm-hmm. personality issues became prominent. Let's yeah. just say rather than the codependency. Yeah, and they talk about issues that don't matter. Right, right, right. And the dramas. We were a part of Pills Anonymous when it started because it started at Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, and the guys who were writing the book were having me look at it, and I was like, dude, just read the AA book. It doesn't tell people right. what they have to do or don't do, and or you, you what doctor of, you can see. Or you ever heard of EA Emotions Anonymous? Yes, I have Ooh. that book. <laughs> that one has a similar tendency, right? Yeah, I have the textbook. Yeah, I never. 
whatever it's called. Don't, don't, don't. Listen, just, just do whatever, <laughs> whatever Patricia and those the guys people, say. Yeah, do with your people. I'm going to be so busy with all these anonymous no, meetings. No, no, Mary Ellen, Mary Ellen, <laughs> this is us as clinicians. <laughs> no, I don't. It, it, here's the deal. You have, you have one job, and okay. that's to follow But directions. listen to with this. You, a friend you, of mine hang is on, a heroin addict. Hang on. Let me finish this point. Do you understand that that's your job? Just follow directions. That's all you got to do. And you got these people you trust now. You're attached to them. Just follow their direction. We trust them. So, yeah. you know, we can hand off to And them, if it's no Coda that you feel most comfortable, I always love to tell the story of Chris Hoy, who we had on the podcast. He was a heroin addict, drug addict, in and out of NAAA, would stay sober for sometimes three years, would always oh. relapse, ended up in prison. When he finally got it about the steps and about emotional wellness, was in Nicotine Anonymous. Oh, okay. Weird? Decades yeah. later. Yeah. Like so, wherever you find it, like there's an old yeah. Buddha saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Same thing as when the fucked up person finds <laughs> one program that works for them. It's like a Buddhist. Saying. But, no, I have a question about nicotine <laughs> yeah. anonymous. Like, how many programs do you qualify for? I would yeah, say like, like four. Oh, I probably have more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but don't I, do I, them all. But for don't nicotine do anonymous, them. obviously, because you, you know, when, when a speaker shares, they're going to talk about their rock bottom. Wouldn't the only rock bottom from smoking be like, I got lip wrinkles or I have lung cancer? Yeah, lung cancer, heart I disease. I might put lip wrinkles ahead of the cancer yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, those, those tend to be the bottoms. That's just every so. So does everyone have lung are cancer? You, then? <laughs> no. uh, I don't, I've never, I did, I've or never, severe wrinkles. Like I, for me, the wrinkles are really scary. That's yeah, why it's scarier quit. than lung cancer, right? That's why I want to quit right now is because I'm getting lip wrinkles. I had never heard of that meeting until I met that Chris guy. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, it's not a common okay. thing. Okay. So. They have a 10-minute chip if you yeah. smoke before the meeting. Are you meeting. kidding? <laughs> oh, that's fun. Wow. I'm going to go for I love getting chips. That's <laughs> I thought you would. So we've got to drill into the love addiction a little bit. We're, we're all over the place. Wait, you guys both have to come for my year Is it Zach that you're still? With do the guy you met at promises, and I will. promises. Mary is. But, and, and, you can do wherever you want. Is that too far? You don't have to go out there. Can and you do go it. to promises? No, I want to do my cake at the promises. You want to get them? Okay, the one. We, the have, one. A, we have a meeting, meeting on Wednesdays. A lot All right, Bob. Meeting. We got to be. I'll is, let you know. It's September nineteenth. Around that. Well, that's my. We try to date. be at her. <laughs> I'm already yeah. inviting you. I, I, yeah. I've only done this that. The first time I've planned ahead for my year. I've only done that a couple of times, and I have done it when people have been determined. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Are, is the boyfriend you're in love with the guy you met in Promises? Yes, in Malibu. So, the very first day I got there. When they didn't, have my, when they didn't have my Seroquel and my Gabapentin, I was convinced I was going to have a seizure withdrawing from Xanax because they wouldn't give me the Fino. Yeah. And I was like, I was demanding something for that. I couldn't stay. I was Because I really thought they didn't know what they were doing but they because do. they didn't give me the medicine yeah. that Dr. Drew gave so me. What's, and I met him that night. He stayed so awake So, Zach, with me. let's nice. talk for a second. Zach is so, so what, what is Patricia's policy with you guys? Well. Oh. <laughs> she was not very happy. I'm sure not. Very, very. In fact, every time she's, the only times Patricia's gotten mad at me and raised her voice at me was with the Zach issues. Um, because, of course, like the third or fourth day, let's see, we met on a Sunday, March 20th. And that, so Wednesday. Well, why do you figure she gets so heated and so emotional? Well, I get it because two people knew, but she's not even just us. Two people knew in recovery because she thinks they're going to relapse together. And um, she thinks there's going to. Did. Yeah. We did. But then she also thinks that we're going to focus on each other and treatment and not treatment. I did. But I focus on treatment too. But, um, you know, I just, I understand why she has that. So, because I view promises the first time as like, if Dr. Drew planted my seed, then in promises I grew like a little bit of grass and now I'm a big tree, you know, with my sobriety. So you planted the seed, okay. Malibu grew my tree and now I've got, or my, you know, a little grass. Now I've got a big sobriety tree. But yeah, I don't know how I got onto my tree topic. But Zach, yeah, he's, I met him there and it's, I just, I don't know why I, I 
God wanted me, I really believe like my higher power. Um, he he what wanted are you me to be Zach. Do? We're just and I'm not <laughs> I'm not and I'm not suggesting that this is going to happen. But do you have a if this relationship doesn't work out, what are you going to do? Do you have a plan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be a lesbian. Does Patricia talk to you about that? Um, it's not going to happen. I, I understand, but you, you know, it's, I, <laughs> I, I probably I, should come up with a plan. I, right? I hope not. Then and you I trust should not. be aware in love addiction and in mm-hmm. what that whole system. You will make him abandon you. But then, because he's an avoidance addict, he will not like the abandonment, and he will Look come at how back much to she me. Thinks about this. No, shit. I know. Oh no! I know. I've been <laughs> I've been reading books on this yeah. and doing. So I've, I've I studied the whole love of addict and did love avoidance. Did you read the uh, uh, P- 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 melody? P- melody? That's the one I'm reading. That's the, the, the love addiction, love avoidance. Cycles. Yes, yes. Those, I've been reading those the two cycles. Yes. yes, you look at those. and so I've looked at like those if, are you, right? Oh well, you know, here's the thing. When I first started reading it, when they told me to read it, when I got there, I was like, I've never. I didn't think I'd fully been a love addict before because I never. But I've never been with a love avoidant either. So I didn't have it where it was a constant like. He's really, really sweet. Then pulls away and plays, you know, video games for five. I'm really, really sweet. So when, he, when Zach does it, it stimulates me as love addict. Mm-hmm. And I've also used to guys constantly being like, "Oh my god, you're so beautiful!" And then I'll be like, "Come with me here. Do this. Do that." Like, you know, I would like Zach fly down here now. And like, he's not gonna just do those things. So the fact that he doesn't do those things, I think, makes me more attracted to him. <laughs> but I want him to do those things. I, I you know, he could do everything, and I'd still be attracted. Just to work him. your steps. Okay. Okay. But, no, I don't know. Do you, you understand why I say that? Yeah. The problem is... Well, yes, Patricia did not like Simplest way. The problem is not Zach. It's me. The problem is you. Yes. And I'm so working on it. you address the problem constantly, vigilantly... And, and simply. I think you're getting way up in your head. I like that. I, I, I admire <laughs> that. But you need to also get back to the simple. You know, because I read this because, like, like I said, I didn't believe I was one. So I stopped reading the book halfway through. Then like about a week when I left um, residential, I had a week and a half where I wasn't in IOP. So I started reading about it some more just online. And then I was like, well, maybe this is true. Then I went back when I started the outpatient. And I was like, okay, I think I am a love addict. And then just the other day, I started reading the book again and reading the cycles. And I was like, I kind of see it. Because I think the reason I wasn't thinking I was one is because I'd never been with a love avoidant before, maybe. Mm-hmm. Not that I think, I don't know exactly. Well, let me I don't ask a question. I sound like I, I'm I diagnosing relationship him. Is, I'm not diagnosing him as that at all. I, I think mostly you were with... Uh, Manipulative avoidant people, not not just straight avoidant. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's actually Let not me really ask you this. I'm just whenever a relationship <laughs> has, so whenever in a relation, <laughs> whenever a relationship, Mary has blown up. Have you ever thought of killing yourself? No. Okay. I That's thought healthy. go get That's drunk. Good. That's healthy. Go get drunk and fucking oh, I'm oh. an NBA player. <laughs> That's my first thing. Is always go like fucking you, NBA player. <laughs> that you see, but I realized sober. I'm not into them anymore. But, but you I think that was an alcohol induced but, thing. But you see that. You see, but Mary, you see what that is on the cycle, right? It's on the, the wheel. revenge cycle. Well, That's the revenge. You either I would either plot the way to get back to the it's person. But it's just in the face of abandonment. It's the time when sex addiction kicks in. Mm. When a relationship ends, go get drunk and fuck an NBA player. That was the quote. <laughs> that was Bob's. That's, that's Bob's solution too. <laughs> that was what I would do if I could. Zach better not break up with me. No, that was my theory. That was what I did up until 2010. So never killing yourself is so healthy. That's no, good. I never yeah. wanted to kill myself. Yeah, no. I've never oh, seen her. I never felt her to be. No. Mine would be just get drunk, party, have fun, and go, or just go find another guy. Like a lot of times when I was 
married, I would start dating guys behind his back. Like, or in every other relationship, I would always, even starting when I look back to like sixth grade, I had two boyfriends. And I date them both. Yeah. I always have another guy lined to, up. You just went from victim to predator. Yeah. I always like, would have another guy <laughs> lined up. Right? Do you hear that? Do you understand but, that? Yeah. No, I could be a you, predator. You keep playing all these different roles, but you flip the coin rather than getting into the cohesive space. But that's the thing. I right? think it's actually the first healthy relationship. Right. I get it. Because well, we're I'm sober. Not, listen, I don't. I, for 30 I, days, we we're not have, assailing you. We're no, but, not Patricia. Wait, I have to say, one, no, but here's why I think it's healthy. This is why I think it's the strongest yeah. connection I've had with someone because normally, if I was with someone for 30 days, if we would have met, we would have drank together mm-hmm. or we would have had sex right away. But for 30 days, we couldn't drink or have sex. So we just had to get to know each other and spend time together. That's good. And, and I, yeah, and it was just, I don't know. So I feel like. With Zach, I developed the closest um, emotional connection that I ever... A friendship that you probably never yes. had before. and well, so I, then it made you... me so... Much, and, and, and because, you know, he really... Because he's really smart. And he's like the smartest guy I've ever been with. All right. There you go. It's all and good. he's athletic. Right, and you, he has baby soft skin. It's, but but again, it's, it's... Jesus Christ. And he has long eyelashes. <laughs> it, it's it's I, All I care about is that you get glued, want, glued One last thing together. about Zach. So yeah. he's, I, you know, I think I'm very smart. And... Um, yeah. Oh, you're going to have to do this too, doctor. So I told Zach I was smarter than him, and he said he was smarter. So we took an IQ test. Ooh. But the first one, he beat me only by one. Wow. But then he beat me on the second one, so I did a third. <laughs> and then the third, I got 137. He got 141. I'm not wow, going to name my awesome. score. But he's smarter than me, I think. I still think maybe you have a better test, but you should take it. I wonder what your IQ is. What, what website is it? Is it a website? I don't know. I want to take it. Uh, yeah, want to do it on air together? <laughs> I'm going to beat both of you. Oh, it's... No, I'm convinced. Must, I'm convinced. I'm no, smart. No, it has to take hours, doesn't it? No, it, it's they're a, like twenty a, minute a questions. Online, like, <laughs> Wait a minute, it's not real. No, I'm not a one thirty seven. No, in school I was a one thirty one when I was in the that's gifted good program. Yeah, that's, that's good for me. Doctors like, no, if I was a one thirty one, I would no, be no, happy. No, no, that makes sense. That, that makes sense <laughs> to me. Doesn't matter right. what the number is. It matters how much of that number you use. Well, I have book smarts. I don't think I have a lot of like common sense. Well, the you're gonna have people sense. Is that would be common sense? Yeah, you have common sense. No, not so much. <laughs> no, like I couldn't even. Yeah, I don't think I have good common sense. Like, like no, I, didn't so know, I didn't know batteries could have corrosion. You're so people focused, you do crazy, stupid shit. I don't know, but simple things I don't know how to do. Mm, it's all right. It's a lot like I didn't know how to wash my floor. Um, my ex-husband told me to wash the floor, so I got this like squirt bottle spray and paper towels. And when he came home, I'm like, look, I washed the floor. And he saw I went through three rolls of paper towels and a spray bottle. But, but That's how it gets really clean, I hate to tell you. Yeah. But I, I got OCD. That's how it works. So that wasn't crazy. Okay, then I'm going to do that again. <laughs> but but it, it, it's sort of a metaphor for self-care generally. You, you've you've oh. le- leapt over the basics. That's true. It, you know, it, and yeah. you just got to get back to the basics. And I think it's because my grandparents simple. growing up never simple. taught me anything. Right. Because right. I was you, student ballet. They did everything Right. You le- leaped all the way over all that and just were doing all these perfectionistic performing things. And by performance, I mean the global sense of performing academically and performing for mm-hmm. this one. For, but and you then you're performing s- for the community. You couldn't take social services. And you're performing for it. And then you yeah. literally went into performing. And, and, and you're- I need a, attention. Yeah, I'm an attention addict. But your no. go-to move is when somebody lets me down, or I get bored, or somebody betrays me, or I betray somebody and they catch me. I get drunk. Yeah, act but out now, sexually. That's, yeah, so you have to, only act out sexually. No, no, you have to. <laughs> just, you have to. You have I know. To I was joking. Stay glued. You have to stay glued. <laughs> I was joking. No, that's I'm, honest. She's honest. No, because always. I'm going to marry Zach and have two babies. We're going to have twins, or well, maybe triplets, like you. He doesn't really. He's not fully supportive of this yet. 
Oh. Down the line. Like I, I, you, you don't have you don't have any kids? No. Because before I never wanted to because I was like I can't because like no you wanted I, to I wanted when to, you were in Glendale how could she give somebody well, else attention when she no so it wasn't that I was because yeah, I was let's like let's go into the Glendale I wasn't thing, ready to I like have babies because I know Drew. once I have babies I'm like no more Mary Carey whatsoever Mary Carey dies uh-huh. no 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 I'm always ready to kill her but now I'm ready I spent two days with her in Glendale Mary O'Neill. she lived in a track house that wasn't a track house well that was at my house. Who, why were you living there? I wasn't living there. I had my condo, but we were. That was Mario. Oh, it was a fake. It was another fake no, celebrity no, rehab no. house. No, it was Mario's parents' house. But you lived. You no, were there. we didn't live there. We, we were did there. a whole thing yes. where that's your house. No, we never. We, we didn't. No, we said it was Mario's parents' house. You met his parents. No, we shot the follow-up no, thing. Yeah, we we shot it there because See? and Spiling did that too. But, but you know, it, no, I saw my did condo. That too. I lived it in the same place. It might have been her. It might have been the producers. You yeah, no, know. I've had my same. I've lived in the same place because you like, know what I'm saying. Since 2003, no, but it was just so. It was like being on acid. It was just like I'm not saying track house in a bad way. I'm saying oh, no, this quaint house in Glendale. Was, I see. On yeah. this tree-lined street. Is where we find Mary Carey. <laughs> With a white picket fence. I smell producers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then when I went to Dubai Links, she was in this mansion in Alhambra. And I was like, oh my God. Mansion yeah. Alhambra, that's, what's his name's place? Yeah. Where he, where he <laughs> shot that girl. Else's house. No, that's uh, uh, Rick, uh, the, the guy that shot the girl. Spectre? Spectre. That's his that house. His, There's like one mansion in Alhambra. That's the Spectre house. <laughs> oh. And they had pillars and a big driveway with gates. And I was like, oh, my God. And then she goes, this is not really my house. <laughs> <I was like>, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but I'm ready now to have a little picket. I'm totally ready for that. Like, I'm even ready to move out of L.A. maybe. I'm going to oh. do some research and see how many real houses were the follow-up houses. Well, uh, yeah, please. I'm getting, I, I'm getting that old familiar feeling. <laughs> Who talking said about that to you? Stuff. Did Damien say, "Get a nice, let's do it at your family's house"? No, um, my ex-husband was still. Okay, so this is one thing he did do in my little little tiny condo. Is he, he would start doing work in there, like I'm going to change this, I'm going to change that. So there's like a bunch of like little unfinished things, and he was like, "I'm still doing work. I don't want anyone to come here." And so he wanted to use his oh, parents' I house. See. Okay, uh, he okay. All right. Uh, are we so good? all in my mind. Another Mary, break? Second break? No, but Drew, okay, how wait. crazy it is. Every time I'm driving down the 134, I always think, mm, I hope Mary's doing all right. <laughs> That's good. Oh, you have to start that. thinking about me when you're driving down like the 170. <laughs> all right. Now. We're taking a little break. We will be right back. Right. Information exchanged during participation in this podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please do not confuse this with treatment as nothing here supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Anything promoted on this podcast is not to be in place of your usual prescribed medications. Always consult with your medical professional. Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications in internal medicine and addiction medicine. However, he is not functioning as your physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on this podcast or drdrew.com. Thank you for your support. All right. Dr. Drew, you can run promises. We're back. No, okay. they, they're doing quite well I'll on their go own. back if you go. Okay. Oh, my God. I'll go back. To, no, I actually wanted to live in rehab again. I know. She she, oh, yes. she gets that so attached to the, so the attached familiar to environment. She wants so to live there forever. Go yeah. to Glendale College right near your house <laughs> and get your KDAC at the school. I actually want to work at Promises. Working in a treatment, a, a treatment center is much like being part of a family. I, know, I want to do it. Yeah. I do. It really I do. Is. But I want to do it in Danville where Zach lives and then I want to open a cardio bar there. 
Okay, but so you got to stay sober a long time to be a therapist. Yeah, worry worry about things One sober thing first. So time. cardio bar first. Yeah. Opening One my own bar studio. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm still I'm still concerned about love addiction, but you okay. blew so much smoke and a tree and all this stuff. I'm completely off. <laughs> I of grew it. a tree, <laughs> my sobriety tree. Uh, but you planted the seed. You're but a I, shrub. You're not a tree. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's I think it's a matter of staying in therapy. I know, me too. I yeah. do too. And, and and I think emotionally focused therapy might be the way to go for you. Is that what I'm doing right now? I don't think so. It's maybe a little early for that too. You're doing okay. a lot of mindfulness and CBT and that what kind is of it stuff. called when we oh bibliotherapy when we write the letters to ourselves mm-hmm. we do a lot of bibli I love doing that that's my letters after I, when we have to read them out loud then I always end up crying when I read my letter okay let's go through no 15 year old girl deserves to take care of a bunch of adults who can't take care of themselves that's horrible go back and be that little girl like 15 no one should have put you in that position. That was wrong of the adults. They didn't take care of you. But I right. was the adult in that situation. By no, that you point. weren't. You weren't. But they let you be you, because they're lazy. I, I no, just don't no. like. My grandma just. No, oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Really don't look for sympathy with, from your grandmother from me. She no, but she could. She her Parkinson's was bad. And she has, was getting dementia. They were married fifty-two years. My grandparents. But, they, but it, it, I don't know. I wasn't there. But it sounds like all the adults were cognitively impaired. So yeah, that's victim, exactly. There's yeah. so many victim adults doing this to their teenage children. It makes me so. Angry. You're right. You're right. But they I, couldn't. They couldn't help it. But but I, I, she was a setup because of the early abandonments. No, you know, early, I know how adoptive yeah. freaky families think. No, no, I mean she owed them. Ugh. That's no, how fucking no, they evil like, it no, is. No, they really weren't. And I'm not like. I no, they really oh. weren't like that. They were just, my grandparents were They just ruined your life before it even got started. But they didn't, like, my grandfather, if he wouldn't have died, Why things would have been amazing. Why is it so unacceptable to criticize child rearing? I, I, you and I, I don't mean, they definitely overly that. attention me. <laughs> but, but, but here's the deal. Ultimately, I think Mary's going to get to the point where she blames herself for all this. Oh. Not, not, oh, after she first finds anger for the ter- caretakers, then oh, she's Oh, I would never to... be. I'm not. I could never be. They're, but let me. I, I'll show home. you. I'll my show mom you. couldn't help Mary, me. my story's a little similar. My mom similar. wouldn't have known Nicole's my Secret s- Service with my 16 year Don't you ever get daughter. angry that she wasn't healthy? The only thing I was angry about was myself for my, missing my grandpa. Like, I showed up to the hospital after he died. Mm-hmm. I'm angry that they died. I wish they could have. I wish they would have been younger when they raised me. Mm-hmm. And I am a little angry that they gave me, like when I would go to my ballet summer camps for six weeks, I would go to, you know, that's what you do have this summer when you're a ballet dancer. I would talk on the phone for an hour before ballet class, two hours at the end of the day, telling and then the teacher corrected me on this, and then I did this, and I had a great grand jeté. And they would let me talk to them so much that I, when I'm in relationships with guys, I have to, I feel like I have to tell them every detail of the day, because that's what I always did, so... But listen, I'm a little upset listen, with not like learning normal. I didn't learn normal let me, boundaries. Let me ask you. I want to you know delve into this. I, Bob always talks about his grand jeté. So, <laughs> so how old were your grandparents when they adopted you legally at eight? Okay, so how old were they? Yes. Um, I have to. My grandfather was seventy-eight when I died. And, seventy-eight when he died, and I was sixteen. So, um, eight, he was sixty-eight. Okay. So, what sixty-eight-year-old responsible adult adopts a child? With no thoughts of their own mortality and what's going to happen to that child. That's the point I'm getting into. That drives me crazy when men do that. They get married at 75 and then have a kid and, you know, they'll, they don't. At least have a plan. Yeah. I got a plan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. I have a newborn at 55. I, mean, I have a plan. Yeah. If something were to go wrong with me. But 
but that they just have no consideration. Then this gets well. Then my my dad's whole side of the family completely. Like when my grandparents adopted me, I didn't even, I never got to know them. I didn't know anything about them, and it wasn't until I was twenty six that my doing that. My grandparents did take me because my grandparents looked down on my of course dad's side of the family because my grandma was willing to do the arts and ballet and upper class. They they were like like farmers in Ohio. They looked but, like the heroes in their partially. But that's why I didn't have an Ohio family to help me. But out. again, but, it seems like they needed the perfectionism. But they gave me. Did. I'm so uh, yeah. They, I mean, they. But that was one of the problems. I do see that they're they both did. dead. Why can't we criticize? Because them? they didn't still like when I was younger. Instead of ever having to see how make my bed or she anything, is? I know. because I know how amazing they were. <laughs> they were not amazing. They were the, but, <laughs> but they, but what they, they could, did was not amazing. Right, they could have been amazing in certain ways. But they let you yeah. down in others. And it's okay. I mean, not unless if you it would have lived, I wouldn't have been let down. I do think the only thing I'm a little upset with is they overly attention me. A little me. upset. I'm upset that they overly attention over idealized you. Oh, they, yeah. They, I mean, I, they would. Yeah. And then, I, but somehow I did excel in school too. I understand, but over idealizing also ignores some of your more genuine aspects of yourself. They just didn't pay attention. And to they that. did everything for me too. Like my required reading books. I wasn't well, obviously mopping floors you weren't doing. No, no, no. But like my grandmother, my grandmother <laughs> read me my required, it. she read me my required reading books. All I remember, kids need to mop floors. Yeah. No, yeah. She would read to oh, me at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no. That, I don't want to. That, that was a very real thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to understand there's something there. There. I don't like cleaning. <laughs> I, but but if I were if I if we were really doing this about six months from now, I'd be like, you got to do some oh of that God. stuff you don't like to do. Wait, I'm going to text Patricia that you got to be on yeah. grunge duty. <laughs> yeah. It's called grunge duty. I'm not duty. in residential yeah. anymore. Where did we, hear about that? we heard that. What that was, was the that? most amazing thing with Aaron the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. Grunge duty. Oh, I'm it's a new therapy she that can. I love. You can't wear makeup. I don't you wear makeup. I wear you nothing. Can't, you have to wear. You have to wear like yeah. a yeah. sweatshirt. Sweatshirts. Oh, no, I go in sweatshirts and and Uggs and sweat. That when my hair is right. a mess. Was that direction from? No, no. From I'm just. I, I'm just really lazy and I don't want to put makeup on. <laughs> and I like to. Be, no, but my friend is here with me that was in treatment, and both of these people have been treatment with me, and they know I live in sweats and okay, Uggs. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I do. I still wear juicy sweatsuits, even though they've been on style for years. You always had sweats and yes, very nice sweats, very nice Uggs and makeup. Well, because we were on camera. <laughs> but I didn't even wear makeup all the time on camera. And I was nowhere like, when Amber Smith was my roommate, she drove me crazy because she would have to get up. Like, I would get up right when, like, um, they would say, like, to go. I would get up. But Amber, it was in Sober House, would be there an hour, hour and a half early doing her makeup. Mm. And she'd be so loud in the morning. And I hate that. You know, she's doing great. You, she she stayed sober the whole time, right? Uh, eh. But she, but she has really worked hard. I mean, really works hard. Really, okay. yeah. She, she's. If a, a, we have. If we talked, you talked to her. Yeah, yeah. She's. Kind of, you know, panels she panels with her at PRC. Yeah, she oh. and Jenny and people. You should yeah. sort of okay. get in touch with. They love see, to hear from you. See, everybody focuses on the abstinence. It's really like Drew says. It takes years to really even understand what we're trying to accomplish. And I know, and everybody just goes. You, are they still sober? Yeah, like you know, no, Amber none says, of them. Amber how says, many stayed sober the whole time out of celebrity rehab? A couple, maybe. But you know what's funny? You say that because so many people I see they judge when they, when they hear oh celebrity like oh some people died and look at all these people no one's staying sober. My group in Malibu that I went to promises with I think there was around twenty two of us. I think there's only like two or three out of that group that stayed sober the whole time. Let's yeah. just run down a couple other list. people are back That's in Malibu. Typical. I went to treatment. Let's, let's run down a That's list typical. of celebrity uh, rehab people that you think. Was Jennifer sober and absent and did things right the whole time? Jennifer Ketchum? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. No, I Jen- was betting Jennifer. on her. No, okay. no, Jennifer. <laughs> it took it took a while to get Jennifer to look at her drug addiction. She, oh, so she, what was she, she doing? Was, Smoking she was, weed? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, drinking. 
I'm trying to think of people yeah. from. And maybe a little something, something else. So, you know, she she was a pretty bad drug addict. She really didn't. She really didn't see the magnitude of her drug addiction until she. I thought like Jason Waller did until he told us the other day that he didn't. I know. I th- I thought for sure he did. Oh, oh, you know, no. I saw Stephen Adler at a meeting. Um, oh, good. Yeah, he's doing good. About, was it like was it like a year I, and a half I don't. Ago? I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't worry. I don't about think it. the absence is important. Is do you learn and do you go in a more positive direction? Yeah, the road yes. ahead. You right. grow and learn. Yeah, but the whole public persona is this. Abstinence. Well, people so, who don't understand recovery, people who, you know, most people don't understand recovery, so they don't, it's, yeah. it's hard, they don't, they just don't get you it. Gotta you got know? to gain enough insight to see the value in abstinence. And, and then you got to have what I call a real recovery, which is a return to flourishing. Yeah. It's why we subject to these replacements. Well, you have to hit the underlying issues that yeah. cause you, like, which I you can't just stay sober if you don't fix those issues that made you want to self medicate. It's a little more complicated. I'm acting like the doctor here. <laughs> I, I, I think. I think. I think more in terms of because it's you expose too, them and you live with them and you real and you too, see them. To me, it's too just so to talk about. I'm self medicating. It's really more about developing an integrated self that can regulate autonomously, can regulate yourself. So you're not. And so that's to, why I think a theory is. I think with age, a little bit of that happens naturally. Sure, that's true. right. Yeah, and so eventually. You know, most of the people I know got sober in their 30s. Most of the people in treatment are in their 20s. Yeah. This is a bad mix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem right? is they're getting they're getting into and exposed to things that are so dangerous now that they, they have to be, you know, they have they die if they don't get yeah, to yeah. that center. And now I'm in my 30s, so maybe it's going to stick. That's but, see, my boyfriend's 26. He's, oh, what do you think, Dr. Drew, I want yeah. to ask you as a what? doctor. What? Is it bad that he's 26 and I'm 36? But we're only nine years and eight months apart. <laughs> and like two days. So is that make up? Is that bad age? Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you're the guy. No, is it you, okay? First Are of we all, gonna, I'm really, you know, I'm emotionally. Oh, wait a minute. I'm, Did you hear that misogynist statement? I know, I know. Oh, it's I okay it. for guys to be 10 well, years older. But good, good. I don't think it's the problem. But yeah, I, I, I don't have any. <laughs> with him. I don't, I have is, there no, any, is there any weird research on this? Be, beware your intellect. You're, you're overthinking Everything. You know what? That's what's happening in this new sobriety. Yeah, I I, I don't know if it's because there's like now my brain because this is the longest I've actually been sober. Yeah, seventy five days. Um, I don't. I feel like because you know my brain goes fast. Yeah. Now since there is no alcohol or Xanax, it's I feel like it's ten times faster. Yeah, yeah. And the so I, I, I'm overthinking. I'm having no trouble Xanax making simple. No Xanax is doing that. No simple decision. Keep it simple. So, is it okay I, that he's younger than me? It's okay because I'm okay. really immature, so it's okay, right? It's okay. Trump. Hey, listen, Mary. Trump's president. Everything's okay. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Okay, but, but Mary, it, it's it's okay, but it has some real implications, and you should be just. What are the implications? Tell me. You You're in you benzo them. withdrawal. I'm no, talking I'm about not. the truth. No, yes, off, you are. I've been off Xanax since March. You can go a year, but, but it's eight months. Yeah. I know acute withdrawal. Good. The what, yeah, we learned acute yeah. withdrawal. Yes, we just learned about that. It's How a, long have you been taking Xanax for? And be totally no, I, I was off of them since Celebrity Rehab from 2007 on. Oh, okay. And then oh, I went okay, back. Okay, I was only okay. on them as needed to get off Seroquel for about a year before Promises. You seem like you were on a, a something when uh, when I would see you sometimes. Lots of Seroquel. My Seroquel got up to, you started me on How 50. Much? I got up to 400 of Seroquel to Ooh. sleep. Because I was taking 50, then 100 a year later, then 150, then 200. And then even though Dr. Sophie wasn't prescribing to- more, I was like, I'm not sleeping. I'll just take, I didn't know, so I would just were take more. Were you taking it to regulate your mood? No, I couldn't sleep at night. 
Oh, not during the day. You no, saying, just at oh, bedtime. Feel- but what happened it is last all day, when I would wake up, I would be like a zombie the first couple hours because I'd taken you know 400 milligrams of Seroquel. Yeah. And I started having to plan it that if I wanted to be up at like 8 in the morning, I had to take the Seroquel at 7 p.m. just to be able to get up. All right. Cool. Wait, so. just quickly. What are the bad things about the age difference? You've got to tell me. What do you think? If you, if you I guess, don't know. Guess couple, the, what, don't hold it back. You've got to tell no, me. What are a couple things? What are a couple things? What would... What, 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 Biological things. What what might, might occur to me? Don't, okay, don't put what him might on the occur- spot like that. I know, Ask but he me. knows. He's a fucking millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am. I was born 1980. I was what? born 1980. Aren't I still millennial? Nope. Yeah, I heard early 80s. 34. We, we, we're, no, deal- but- we're dealing with millennials. You don't strike me as one. But I was born 1980. <laughs> but, I was born 1980. Halfway through but, but 1980. Listen to, me, listen to me. Okay, so what are the problems? What, 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 what might things, what might. I might look older than him, but I can get Botox on a face. That's no big deal. Okay. That is no big deal. What other biological things might come to? Oh, I want to have a baby. Hmm. But here's the thing: he's twenty. Slow down. And so, what implications might that have? Does he want to have a baby too? Probably not as early, but I can wait. <laughs> oh, so but... hold on. So hold on. So he might want to wait a few years. How but that's might... fine because I want to do in vitro because I want to have hold on twins. Hold on. So can you imagine what goes on inside her mind? <laughs> you're you're spinning with her, Bob. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. I'm gonna have Zach but, one and one's called Zachary. On. And one's going to be okay, Zach. So, Mary, so you okay. want to have children. Mm-hmm. You're 30. How old are you now? 36. 36. And so how long do you think he might want to wait? Until he's like 29. Which is that, three years? 39. So, so, I don't think he, honestly, so I think what is the probability? Put- what is the probability of fertility treatment working at that age? I don't know. It'll work. Why? Watch, it won't work? Watch how much she sought this out. Mary. Doctor, I have a really good gynecologist, Mary, Dr. This Frog. Baby, though, it's not even been... Should I go freeze my eggs? About. Let me let okay. me watch this. Vaginal or C-section? C-section. <laughs> she thinks it all okay. the way. Because I don't through. want to stretch it right. out we for have, my younger boyfriend. Right. We have husband. we have. She's you guys. I don't want him to right. cheat it's on me, so I gotta wonderful. keep it tight. It's Find us wonderful <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter at This Life Podcast. Go to the Amazon banner at doctor.com for all your holiday shopping. Good afternoon with oh my Mary. God, I his, parents, his parents are going to freak you out if I hear this. Shut up for a second. Wait, if you were a parent and your son was dating someone like me and then she went on a radio show and said all these things, would you be freaked out? No. He, so his parents won't be upset? Don't listen. Don't let him hear it. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I, <laughs> here's, what, here's what freaked me out. If, if you stop being rigorously honest. Oh, so I was very honest about all these things. I, I, I could know. have held it back. I, I understand, didn't. but listen, you never hesitate. You, you, in all things, and if you if you mess up, mm-hmm. you clean it up. Okay, okay, that's a big thing for you. Mm-hmm. All right, cost you nothing, but check through the Amazon banner. Also, uh, the books and the bergament and the heel, all that at doctor.com. Also, we like hearing from you, so sign up for the email list to get the uh, newsletter, Doctor Newsletter, and the weekly infusion updates with me and Doctor Spaz. Send us your questions, doctor.com slash contact. Right. Uh, and we have all the podcasts up there. Playroom Pods, we have the Adam and Dr. Drew show. We have the Dr. Drew podcast. The new show with Dr. Bruce called Weekly Infusion. Also, the KBC show with Mike Catherwood is up there as well. So we got lots of different stuff for you to hang on to. Mm-hmm. And Mary Ellen, it's really a privilege to see you. And Thank you're so, you. Well, so great. And, and you are... Cl- I mean, we're we're getting into the weeds here and what's going on with you right you're now. Fine. You're you're new. You're early. You're fine. You're a lot better. You're we're moving along know, nicely. Right? Yeah, yeah. Thank and you for planting fun. my seed, Doctor yeah, Drew. You are fun and kind. Mary. At one year sober, am I a full tree? How long? Uh, five you, years. At, at five years, you'll go. Damn, I'm a newbie. 
all and, over and, again? And, no, you'll just you'll feel like that. And that's, or that, the, I'm a tree, and there's a lot of responsibility to being a tree. Because yeah. I have babies. Yeah, but it, it well, they're Baby part dogs. of the tree. But 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 I'm just saying that people people as they go along, they start realizing, man, there's a lot to to, okay. to, to my. It, no, I know. You, you, people at ten year ago look back at people at five. At, at five, you're doing great though. Okay, you're really good. doing great. Awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. You are my you guys are my therapy for today. This is my process group. There you go. Thank yeah. you so much. And you had an I'll tell process, process. I'll tell promises I get one day out of IOP no, this week. No. Because yeah. you, no, no, no manipulation, rigorous <laughs> honesty. No, no, no. I want to make it excuse her from uh, group and let her mop the floors. Okay. Reasonable. On your knees. <laughs> I, I mean, I really, really scrub the floors. Well, you, like, I really do, do something tech. unpleasant. I wouldn't mind being a tech and getting the little pee, the people's pee, the urine. Oh, I'll really? Do that. You don't mind yeah, that. I don't mind pee. No, I want you to do things you do mind doing. <laughs> That's what I want you to do. So, okay. all, right. all right, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Dr. Drew and Bob. Bye.